Tweakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, welcome back to another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of Freaking Our Weekend Review on WAYO LP Freaking Rochester, also on Apple Freaking Podcast, Freaking Spotify, and Freaking SoundCloud if anybody freaking wants to know. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, my name is Taylor the freaking Mossman Lofton, and with me as always to my left is Sandy the Sandman Fargus. Then we have freaking Doug the Slug freaking Jordan and Teddy Arisher bringing up the rear all via the great satellite in the sky. Satellite freaking New York. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, and the freaking panel. Start your freaking engines. This is our weekend freaking review. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. It has been one week since we last spoke. And I come bearing gifts. Gifts of a great nature. And I got them in nature, weakers and tweakers. Whilst on a long and arduous journey. And though the gifts I have are not the ones I seek when I set out, they are gifts of great worth and a plenty. I rifle through my bag and Weakers, tweakers, thrill-seekers, and mayotards at my feet, like children, and I a giant. And in this bag, I pull out great gifts, these gifts of gold, and ruby, diamond, frankincense, and myrrh, sprinkling them down at the feet of my followers. Now, where did I get these gifts? That is for you to find out, Weakers and Tweakers, for I got them from a giant beanstalk. And at the top of that beanstalk was a terrible ogre. And his terrible little brother ogre, who's basically a freaking m- and I and a golden egg. Well... I brought the gifts back for you. So I don't know why you're asking me so much about the gifts. Don't worry about where I got them. I got them from a, a great beanstalk and a golden egg. And I hear rumblings now from the great heavens above. And I hear anger and I hear and I see great legs coming down that beanstalk. And I fear for us all, weakers and tweakers, when I say this. Take thine gifts that I have given you and run. Just a little advice to start out the hour. To freaking whom were you freaking imparting that uh, advice? Weakers and tweakers and mayotards especially, and to Doug Jordan Sandy and freaking Tadia as well. We the fortune that we seek is not the one that will be coming to us. That I can assure you. And you, and you, son, you have you have freaking magic beans. Oh, I didn't mention the magic beans; they were implied. 
what kind of beans are they? They're magic beans, Doug Jordan. We already said that. We uh, laid that established. We established well, I mean, that at the time. What? There's different types of beans. There's, you know, garbanzo beans, navy beans, kidney beans, great northern beans, great northern white beans. I think that's what they're called. Uh, what's the other like? Well, cannellini beans. Green pinto. You, I mean, you should probably go with green pinto. All green black beans. Fried. Chili beans. The obvious green black beans. Baked beans, yeah. Baked baked beans with little freaking clumps of. You can do a little freaking clumps of freaking bacon in there. Yeah, I already said they were magic beans. I mentioned that that's the type of bean they are. Magic. Well, that's very see, and that's very freaking interesting because when I freaking asked you, I said, "Wait a minute, so you have freaking magic beans?" You said, "Well, I did. I didn't say they were magic, but it was implied." Yeah. So here's, please don't freaking interrupt me. My question is, do you actually have freaking magic freaking beans? And why are you trying to give them to freaking Uyghurs and Tweegos? And especially why are you trying to give them to freaking mayo tarts? They're going to freaking stuff those up their freaking rear end. The freaking bean stocks going to brought out. I've thought of that. And that's, I have the beans. I haven't used them yet. Like I say, the fortune you seek is not the one you receive. Be very careful. What I am giving to Uyghurs and Tweegers is gifts of great value in the form of information and warnings and metaphor. But I, I do I'm, I'm, have magic beans. I have had them for quite some time now. Yeah, I guess where my confusion lies is are you giving them the information and the metaphors or are you giving them beans? And does this have anything to freaking do with Doug's freaking treasure map and freaking gold doubloons that he found in the freaking basement? Or I, you, go, you didn't go on that freaking adventure without everybody, did you? Because no, I was not. I did have a chance to look at the map again, and I think I have found clues aplenty. Now, it might be just an old map. But I can't be. For Uyghurs and Tweegers, we found an old map in Doug Jordan's basement, and it it features it has some striking similarities to a map that was found in the movie Goonies. And I think very likely it leads to a great abundance of treasures. Maybe in the form of actual gold, rubies, and diamonds, and maybe also in the form of a general understanding and friendship. And maybe a freaking abundance of freaking beans, different types of freaking beans, whether it be freaking pinto or freaking black or kidney or gar freaking banjo or... Oh, lima. I forgot about lima beans. Or magic I beans. About freaking lima beans, yeah. More freaking magical freaking beans or freaking mayo darts. freaking step up their freaking rear and... Yeah. Well, geez, always. Like to see a beanstalk growing from there. Well, geez, Louise, down on my knees. I did not mean to bog Uyghurs and Tweegers down with this. Now, geez, great Doug Jordan and Tadia Risher were both gone a last a week. Tadia, we thought might have been dead. Turns out he is alive. Tadia Risher, how are you doing? How have you been? How was your week? God bless you. And how was your week? Uh, thank you. And uh, very I don't know if you asked me that, but I am very um, and, uh, my week has been not too great. I was not dead, but sometimes I wish I was, um, as Uyghurs and Tweakers friggin' know, I have been, um, at, at odds with my father. Um, and I called child protected services on him and they said, um, you are, you are well past the legal age of, of which your father can, uh, can decide if you're a dependent or not. So, um, 
that didn't go over too well. Um, and my father, uh, for his part, uh, decided to, um, have a locksmith come in and change the locks of the friggin' house. So I have been effectively, um, kicked out of the house and, uh, I have been living in a tree house that I built. You built a tree house recently? No, I mean, it's been, it, so it's been there at my, at my parents' house, gosh, near, near about 14, 15 years now. And, and I built it with my father. So, um, you know, well, he, he built, he built like a, a majority of, and I helped him. So in a sense, I did build it and it is my tree house and that's where I'm living now. So, um, and it has been very, very hot recently. So it's not been, not been great. Man, do you have all the necessary amenities? How do you say it? Amenities, amen to be. You're saying it perfectly. Yeah, I do have, um, you know, some. I, I sometimes I have the the proper amenities. Um, it's it's been, um, you know, I've been sneaking into my neighbor's my neighbor's house and. They, you know, sometimes they leave their garage door open. That's where they keep a lot of their water bottles and stuff. So I, I sneak in there, grab some water bottles, and um, I've been, you know, dumpster diving for food. You'd be surprised what uh, what uh, what we as a society throw out. Um, I was led to believe there'd be a lot of untouched food, but it's it is mostly half eaten or almost all the way eaten. So I've been I've, that's basically what I've been living off of. Um, so yeah, I do have all the matter, uh, but I do not have uh, air or heat or a bathroom. So, I, but I've been using the out. You know, I'm living outside essentially in a tree, so I just kind of go over the edge. Um, that's but I do have shelter, and yeah, and that is absolutely freaking hilarious. Now, the burning question on all of our minds, I'm sure, and a Doug Jordan's especially, would be. What are you doing to make toilet up there? Now, you obviously have food, water, but the third thing, toilet, mm-hmm. which everyone needs. Yeah. Well, I think you mentioned you just sort of going over the freaking ledge. Um, I, I did, yeah. Yeah, I've been going over the edge, and, you know, it's it's easy enough. There's a there's a window, and, you know, I can just kind of sit on the ledge and, and do my business, and there's quite a bit of freaking feces collecting at the top of this tree, yeah. Yeah, and and that's and that's freaking bound to happen. So let's say you got you got freaking you got freaking food covered, freaking shelter covered, freaking toilet covered. Um, let's um, what what are you doing for freaking sports up there? Um, you know, I did. Well, it's it's kind of goes hand in hand with freaking toilet, where I you know kind of make a game out of that and see if I can hit a specific spot when I make. And um, so there's that. And then let's see what else do we have? Clothing. I you know I've been wearing the same clothes that I. Same but I had when I left. So, cars and motorcycles, or uh, no mo- no cars or motorcycles. I have to figure that one out. Um, miscellaneous. Obviously, I've been playing with myself. Playing with yourself, yeah. yeah. Everyone knows it's sex. So well, those are the eight category systems analysis. A great, a great blessing onto you, Tadia Richard, for your fortuitedness and stick-to-itiveness and for just being a man of the woods and a survivor. And thank you, and thank you for the blessing, and a blessing unto you. Thank Man, you. And as long as you're freaking checking seven of those freaking eight boxes, I think you're going to be freaking fine. Yeah, and if, I mean, I'm, I'm bound to get that motorcycle eventually, so. Yeah, I know. What about geography? Anybody say geography? The treehouse, The freaking treehouse, you 
fucking idiot. Doug Jordan. Now, speaking of someone who is going off the edge, Doug Jordan, how have you been? How are you doing? How are you? How was blah bless you? And how was your week? Thank you for the blessing. And for weekers and tweakers, Doug Jordan was out last week. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I was out last week. Uh, I'm good. You know, things are good. Uh, I decided to, and I'm going to go on a family reunion trip to, to, uh, Crystal Springs, New Jersey. After all, uh, I made up, I was out last week Skyping with my sister. We hadn't seen her face to face in a long time and we made amends. And, uh, now I'm just excited for the, to go on the family route to the vacation that I've, that I've always dreamed of. As we all are for you to go and God bless you. And thank now, you for blessing. Doug Jordan, what Sandy and I were talking about after last week's show a little bit was where was the impetus and the the little wart that became infected that grew into a pustule. Uh, where did that come from between you and your sister? I don't have that sort of relationship with my sister, so I don't know really what you're talking about. Was it? I mean, I mean, was it freaking impotence that freaking led to the freaking impotence? The freaking what am I trying? To, what was? What my, what what started the, your freaking impotence? I don't have an impotence. An impotence with my. The, what was the? What are you exactly? What are you asking me? I have freaking impotence. Um, impotence. You have freaking impotence with your freaking sister. Um, and now you guys don't get along and you had to freaking hash it out before you go on freaking vacation with one another. I think that's the wrong word. And I, I'm just thinking uh, you guys are asking me what what's the issue with my sister. Yeah. And Yeah. Yeah. Uh, impotence. Uh, yeah. The, it, Impetus. It's the beginning, the spark, the like I said with the pustule, it makes sense if you just listen to the metaphor. Yeah, okay. Uh it doesn't make sense, but I'll I'll answer the question. So my wife and, and my sister don't really get along and that's kind of where it started and you know, I've been defending my wife and, and I don't know, it kind of strained my relationship with my sister at at, at the same time. So Oh, that's very freaking interesting. That is very, very freaking interesting. That's very freaking interesting. Now, it was very interesting. Was this because of some sort of maybe some sort of competition between sister and wife over which one is the hot one? No, that wasn't it. I think it it all came around to, uh, our wedding is when the issue started to happen. Uh, my my sister was upset that my wife didn't ask her to be her uh, bride, her best woman. What was that? The maid of honor. And my sister got upset. How can you do this? This is such a betrayal to me. Meanwhile, you know, I didn't know my wife very long before we got married, so she didn't know my sister very long either. Well, that's, I mean, here's, and here's, I mean, that's, this is very freaking interesting. Um, because as far as, as far as I freaking know, um, you didn't, you didn't choose your freaking wife's freaking younger brother to be your freaking best man. For weakers and tweakers, Doug Jordan's wife's younger brother is in a grave since the early days of childhood. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why. And also, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's the reason why that's the only reason why, but I do believe I recall seeing a photo of you in his tiny seersucker suit. Well, that was me. I wore, I wore the freaking seersucker suit. Um, fit me like a freaking glove. Yeah. And I felt like a freaking $110 walking around in that thing. Yeah. It's a nice suit. They don't make them like that anymore. 
It was very freaking kind of your freaking wife to freaking bequeath me um, that freaking suit in a freaking time of need as well. Um, and I gotta tell you, I mean this, I mean this, uh, this whole freaking feud certainly freaking puts me in a freaking, a particularly freaking un- uncomfortable freaking position. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why is that? Well, well, Jesus, please, because I mean, how the heck am I supposed to freaking choose between your freaking wife and your freaking sister? Yeah. That's a good point. You're not. You don't have to. I just told you we made up. Yeah, but don't you think your freaking wife is going to be upset if I, if I just, if I, if I end up freaking choosing your freaking sister? I mean, yeah, it'll eventually tilt the scales of the hotness, which is just what they've been really, honestly, deep down fighting about this whole time. Who's hotter? I don't think, any, I don't think anybody's been fighting about that. I mean, I think I just pretty much explained to you where the fight started from, which was the the wedding. I mean, but, here's the thing. This, here's the freaking thing. Your your sister should be freaking should feel freaking honored if she's freaking half as good looking as your freaking wife. I just figured it out. This is what we do. Doug Jordan, listen, please, and do not interrupt because you are known to interrupt. Now, we... I'll be quiet. At the Jordan Crystal Springs, New Jersey family reunion, Doug Nation event, we have a a nuptial ceremony. We have you and your wife re-giving you each other their nuptials and you they do it in front of everybody it'll be it'll be freaking hot it'll be sexy you'll be reading each other's vows you will obviously your your boy your son whatever the boy's name is will be the ring bearer and of course your great sister hot beautiful busty sister will be standing by your wife's side and sandy the sandman fargus wearing the suit of the fallen brother will be standing like the brother's ghost by your side. There's a couple of things that I found uh, uh, wrong with this, and that is, one, I didn't realize this was a Doug Nation event. I'm pretty sure it's just my family reunion. Two, you guys are not invited to come, and if you are coming, that that's a surprise to me. Well, see, that's and, very freaking interesting. Um, oh, you're, keep, you're still freaking babbling? What else no, that's fine. Um, that's no. It's very freaking interesting that you freaking mentioned that because it, it 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 proves that you didn't freaking tune into the freaking last week's freaking program. Um, where we freaking revealed the freaking Uyghurs, Uyghurs, and freaking Maotards that we have in fact um, booked an entire freaking yeah. uh, freaking campground right across from freaking um, your freaking spa that you're freaking staying at uh, for the entirety of the freaking weekend, and it will be the inaugural freaking Doug Nason event. And there is some sort of mineral bath over there as well. Uh, for Weakers and Tweakers, Crystal Springs is a mineral bath spa vacation destination for Doug Nason. Now, right next to it is is gonna it's called Jerry's Lot, is actually what the campground is called. And it Jerry's Lot is a campground. It was for children but before they got their license removed for being able to work with children. Now it's for anybody who wants to rent it and geez louise down to my knees it says that it has a the the cool drainage waters from the mineral baths from crystal springs new jersey so it's basically you get the hat you get as much as you get twice as much for half the price so you're getting the runoff with all the dirt and debris and kind of sticks grass clippings minerals doug yeah and weakers and tweakers are going to be there there's nothing you can do to stop it Maybe I shouldn't go uh, the family reunion after all. If there's going to be a Doug Nation event happening across well, the street, well, it'd be weird to have a freaking Doug Nation event with without freaking Doug himself. Yeah. And and I'm 
I mean, Jesus Louise, I guess if I guess if you decide not to freaking go, I Jesus Louise, I guess I could freaking fill in and freaking do the nuptials with your freaking wife. Um, well, why would my wife go and not me? Well, she's freaking invited. She's on the freaking guest list, Doug. Yeah, good point. I, listen, I'm gonna go because there's a chance that I could meet Kelsey Grammer at the resort. He's gonna be at the resort at the same time of the uh, family reunion. The hell are you freaking talking? What the freaking heck are you talking about? On the Crystal Springs, New Jersey website, they said there's a chance to meet Kelsey Grammer at the freaking at the hotel. He's doing something with his beer line. He's going to be at the hotel. You could play golf with Kelsey Grammer. So this is part of a Doug Nation event? I'm confused. Here's the thing. Kelsey Grammer will end up getting drunk and going, finding his way down to Doug Nason at the great Doug Nason event. But we are getting bogged down with the details because we are still in the planning stages. Now, Sandy the Sandman Farkas, how you doing? How have you been? God bless you. How was your week? How are you and how was your week? Jeez Louise, a lot of freaking questions. Um, and it's hard for me to freaking wrap my head around him just after freaking learning this freaking information about freaking Kelsey freaking grammar. Um, I cannot freaking wait to get freaking drunk with freaking Kelsey. And, um... When Jesus, Louise, what were the rest of you bringing? Well, I'm, yeah, I'm bringing, I'm bringing drunk, um, bringing freaking diggins. Um, I believe you're bringing, uh, bless me. And, uh, well, and how was your here. week? All right. Um, well, Jesus, Louise, how do I freaking put this? My freaking week has been freaking tumultuous at freaking best. Um, I, I had to freaking confess to Doug that there was a, um, that we had a freaking visitor, uh, unfortunately. Uh, after a freaking week of um, um, secretly freaking hiding Cameron in the freaking shed, um, I had to freaking come clean. Um, and it, and then I said, Doug, I'm gonna freaking, I'm, I'm gonna need you freaking help freaking getting him out of here. He said, No, this is your freaking, this is your freaking problem. You freaking get him out of here. Jeez Louise, I went out and I freaking, I, I mean, I, I guess I freaking Cameron and my freaking went partying um, quite a freaking bit. Um, we've been at freaking Ortega Grill. Um, getting freaking drunk um, past three, four, five night. Um, it's been a freaking wild time. He's been freaking knocking back the freaking mudge lodge. Um, but I've been working up to, to finally saying, Cameron, I think I think you're freaking visited. I think your stay is freaking coming to an end. I think we're going to need to freaking go our separate freaking ways. And, um, well, a couple nights back, I, I knocked on the freaking shut door and I went to go um, and uh, discuss that freaking with him. Um, and I freaking saw something that has freaking raised my freaking suspicions quite a freaking bit. Yeah. yeah. Is Dangley Johnson or the house of freaking matter? Well, further, I mean, if you freaking must know, yes, this freaking Dangley Johnson was freaking protruding from his freaking trousers, covered in what I can only imagine was freaking manure. Um, but it was what was on the floor of the freaking said, um, the vintage brown leather freaking satchel was. Jesus, he's freaking several freaking bills of American currency freaking spilling forth. I believe what I saw also freaking protruding was a the pearl handle of a freaking six shooter. Yeah. I Sandy made mention this to me, and I believe what we have here is a class A felon. Yeah. And maybe even a murderer. Yeah, um, here's my freaking theory is, and um, and Doug, I'm sorry to freaking drop this uh, on you right into the freaking radio, but I believe what we have, what this situation really is, is 
there's a man who freaking murdered his entire family living in your freaking shed and he freaking stole all their freaking money. And I and I can't freaking and I don't know how to freaking get him to leave. Well, I think you're gonna have to call the police. Uh, I freaking absolutely refuse to do that. Well, then I'm gonna have to call the freaking police. Well, I I, I I highly suggest you refrain from doing something like that. I mean, who knows what this man is freaking capable of? Yeah, yeah. This is a tricky situation, and much like the great parable I told at the beginning of the hour, the fortunes that you seek is not the one you shall receive. The great solving of this mystery will not bring you the joy that you need. It will not bring your wife back, Doug. It will not bring you great fortune, Tady Arisher, or kill your father for you for Sandy Fargus. It will not get you the great love that you have always wanted. But what it will bring is clarity and that is something that we need greatly right now in this moment so if you will indulge me please i have here uh, a great segment for you now you wake up on the floor must be nighttime still dark you feel your surroundings ground is damp something sharp you search for a light switch through that terrible flood but when the light comes on, you see that it's blood. Your mind, it starts racing as you take in the scene. That crimson red river makes you weak in the knees. You double over to vomit, and then as you rise, you see the light flare across a pair of black eyes. You scream out, don't hurt me, and shield your face. But the pair of black eyes stay frozen in place. And you see through the chaos so terrible and wild that those cold, dead eyes belong to a child. You say a prayer for the corpse before you start to worry about how all this evidence will look to a jury. So before your good name requires restoration, please consider this guide to crime scene investigation. So, geez Louise, down to my knees, what we want to do is take Sandy's predicament here that I was cued into, and we're going to go through a seven-category freaking crime scene identification analysis using this scenario that involves the great Cameron and his great crimes against this humanity, and we will identify how to best investigate this situation to come up with the information that Doug Jordan so readily would be willing to hand over to the authorities. So, any further questions at this time? Doug? I don't have any questions. Am I supposed to have a question? Shut, Doug, shut. Please shut up. Number one. Identified identify scene dimensions. So, Locate the focal point of the scene. Sandy Fargus, please go through this list. Start brainstorming. Put us through a scene-by-scene analysis of what you saw. Um, sure. So I guess my, my initial freaking focal point was freaking Cameron himself. Um, he was clad in his freaking tank top and his freaking uh, manure-covered cargo shorts. Um, 
And that was the focal point number one. Focal point number two was the freaking bag. Focal point number three was probably the freaking money spilling out of the freaking bag. Focal point number four was definitely the pearl handle of what I imagine was a freaking snub nose freaking six shooter. And then focal point number five was, yep, you freaking guessed it, Cameron's freaking dangly Johnson freaking protruding from his trousers, um, which was um, covered in freaking mage. It's actually funny that we mentioned freaking pustules at the top of the hour because his freaking phallus was covered in freaking pustules. Yeah, yeah. So now that we've located the focal point dangly Johnson pistol, freaking bag full of cash, and and the freaking perp, the freaking prime freaking freaking suspect. Yeah, and the freaking. That's not the what. That's not the focal point of where the crime happened. I mean, you just found a bunch. You found some evidence. Why well, I mean, well, I mean, are Please don't freaking interrupt me. I was looking directly into his freaking. Yeah, I mean that it's focal. Yeah. Number two. Or, Okay, so un- identify scene dimensions. Now establish a perimeter large enough to contain relevant evidence. So let's think Perfect. of every place he's been. Um, every place he's freaking been. Um, well, I guess that would have to be um, Erie, PA. Um, I wish I had a freaking better idea of where he was located within freaking Erie, PA, but um, it was freaking difficult because I was freaking lost when I freaking first met him. Um, he traveled a freaking uh, wide, uh, far freaking distance um, to freaking visit um, once um, in uh, freaking Doug Jordan's. Um, he has been relegated to the freaking shed, um, but I mean, I mean, his freaking DNA could be all over the freaking yard for as far as I freaking know. Yeah, and it's probably also all over the garage, knowing Doug Jordan's house. Yeah, my house was pretty sure I freaking caught him freaking doing it in the freaking kitchen as well. I'm pretty sure he freaking popped a little bit of freaking DNA right there on the kitchen floor. You know, now I don't... One of the the freaking dogs was lapping it up like freaking water. I don't want to bog this investigation down too much right now at this point, but it does occur to me that all of our DNA is smattered throughout the Jordan family household. And... Especially with the b- recent barbecues we've had, and it's just been a mess over there. Yeah, man. I've been freaking juicing off anywhere I can freaking anywhere I can freaking I can get freaking ideas coming to me. So there's there's actually more freaking DNA of mine than there freaking usually would be. Yeah. So maybe we should just contain it to the shed for now, just to yeah. basically put a pin in it. Uh, and then it's better to establish a larger scene than needed. Well, so let's I, freaking scrap that one because we're freaking scaling it down to to the shed. That one is not going to freaking work the way no. we're freaking doing it. So get rid of that. All right, number two, establish security. Sandy Fargus, please. Um, all right. I don't know what you want me to freaking do um, about that. It says here freaking tape around the perimeter. Um, which as we freaking discussed would be the freaking uh, the freaking set. Um, and I guess Jesus, I guess it would be kind of a good idea to. Tape off the freaking shed, maybe with him freaking in it, and she's always God freaking forbid, freaking set it ablaze. Um, yeah, but then you'll be committing a crime. Well, then we'll have I mean, to do the investigation. Freaking, I mean, the truth of the matter is, well, please don't freaking interrupt me. Um, it is your freaking shed. Um, here's here's a freaking thing. If we can find a way to get the freaking money out of there before we freaking set it ablaze, I think that could. Jesus, Louise. I mean, you mentioned you've been we've been talking about freaking treasure since the freaking time of the hour as well. I mean. Maybe we should freaking count our freaking blessings and then and 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 freaking just freaking take care of this the old freaking fashion way. Yeah, 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 it would be a win-win situation. Also, Doug, you have to consider that at this point, whether he knows it or not, Cameron is a prisoner until we can establish his innocence. 
He is not free to go until we can figure out if he has done nothing wrong. So, at this point, I think it would be a good idea to create a perimeter and tape off the freaking shed and make sure nobody goes inside or outside, including you, Doug Jordan. So, now, I hope you don't have any cutting tools in there or any digging tools or any sort of tool that he could use to find a way out of this great shed of yours. I mean, you think we think the guy is a criminal, so you think he couldn't just push the tape open? I mean, I mean we, we're talking yeah. about caution tape here, right? Yeah. Well, we might have to use something stronger. We might have to use a ways. We might have to freaking get some freaking metal or some freaking rope or electric fence or something like that. Yeah. Just electrify the whole freaking thing while we're at it. Some rhubarb. Or what the hell? What did you just say? Well, let's move on to create a plan and communicate. So this is very important to always create a plan and communicate. The first thing you want to do is determine the type of crime that occurred. Now, this is the point of contention right now. Sandy the Fargus man, how is this crime being occurred? Well, here, I mean, as I freaking, actually, I don't think it's quite a freaking point of contention at all. I freaking said, I stated my freaking theory pretty freaking, Jesus, um, if I remember correctly, it was at the top of the freaking hour. Um, I mentioned that I believe that he freaking murdered his freaking family and stole a bunch of freaking money, and now he's holed up in freaking Doug Jordan's freaking shed. So instead of looking at this from a macro perspective, instead of saying, okay, what happened here? I think Sandy's right. Our best course of action is to take the result that we believe occurred and try to find a way that he did it. Try to connect the dots to what we're accusing him with. Probably the freaking, probably the freaking gun. What, the threats of evidence? I'm thinking he, I'm thinking he probably used the freaking gun to freaking kill everybody. Have you counted the bullets? Probably used the freaking gun to steal, why am I being interrupted? No, I haven't freaking, what you, I mean, geez Louise, I mean, what, is there part of this freaking, one of these freaking categories, go in there and do some freaking snooping, because uh, I haven't yet to freaking do that. I mean, I'm, I'm basing all this off of a freaking, of, of a freaking, of just a freaking couple of glances around a freaking room, most of which were spent freaking staring at his freaking pustule covered freaking Johnson, freaking dangling in the freaking wind, covered in freaking manure. Yeah. Well, have you tried to conduct a primary survey? I think this is what you're talking about. Go ahead. Number I, four. I, I, I freaking, yes, I freaking conducted a preliminary freaking survey. It was when I freaking looked at him, freaking looked at the money, looked at the freaking gun, looked at the bag, looked at his freaking pieces, and I said, I'll freaking talk to you later. And I freaking ran, I freaking shut the door, and I freaking ran back to the garage. And I freaking, and I went right underneath the freaking bed. What? I freaking I slammed that freaking door and I got the heck freaking out of there. And then, Boy. then where did you go? Ran back into the freaking garage, freaking shut the door, freaking locked it behind me. Yeah, but then where did you? Where? I went under the freaking bed. I went. I I grabbed as much freaking I grabbed as much freaking trash as I could find and I put it underneath my freaking comforter. It looked like there was a person in there. I went right underneath the freaking bed and I curled up there and freaking fell asleep. Did you take any photographs or identify potential evidence? I didn't really have a lot of freaking time to do that, but I did identify some potential freaking evidence, and I don't know how many more times I need to freaking go over this. 
the freaking gun, what I believe was a freaking gun, and freaking money in a bag, and a freaking punchable cover, freaking dingly damn Johnson. How many? Uh, well, I, listen, I am just as frustrated with this survey as you are, Sandy Vargas, because at I some point, at some point, this survey should tell you to go out and get a gun to protect yourself and a badge, maybe, no. and maybe a magnifying glass, because we need all the evidence and protection we can get. Yeah, um, I was waiting for that to be one of the freaking one of the freaking pieces of advice. Grab a freaking gun and get yourself a, go out and get yourself a gun, get yourself a freaking badge, and then freaking take this into your freaking own hands. Yeah. Freaking protect your house and protect your freaking family. Um, that's what I've been freaking thinking the whole freaking time. I said, well, freaking Doug's not going to do a damn thing about this. Yeah, if I want to just jump through these here real quick. Document and process scene is number five. Number six is conduct second survey. Yeah, number seven. I processed it freaking all night while I was freaking underneath my freaking bed. I was freaking processing it over and over and over again. Freaking Probably having nightmares. Yeah, yeah I'm sure freaking was. And number seven is record and preserve evidence, which it sounds like we're recording most of it now. If they yeah, can, somebody want to check the tapes. The problem is we can't freaking use any of this as freaking evidence. It's yeah. the problem with freaking talking about things on the radio is yeah. it's not, you can't freaking ever use it as evidence. It's not admissible. All yeah. right. So, obviously, we're back to square one, where we started when we began this whole process. And, geez, Louise, down in Doug Jordan, often Uyghurs and Tweakers call you the voice of reason. Now, they are confused about that. But in this sense, in this scenario, can you offer a voice of reason? Yeah, I think you should call the police if you're really worried about this man murdering his whole family. Or even just check the Erie, Pennsylvania News, see if a whole family was found murdered. Do you think to do that? Maybe he buried them. Yeah, but I mean, if he was a guy and had a family, I'm assuming he probably had a job, so then he's probably... Yeah, you, didn't, his job. you didn't freaking... You didn't, please don't freaking interrupt me. You didn't freaking meet these people. They're not the kind of people that... that are exactly, one living in my shed. Why are you, Okay. The thing you have to know about this freaking family, Doug, is that they're not exactly the kind of people that that certain that some people are going to freaking miss. Yeah. yeah. The kind of person that could fall off the face of the earth and nobody's going to notice for a long, long freaking time. Yeah. So honestly, if I'm being honest with you, he's kind of the perfect freaking crime. Yeah. Good for him, honestly. God bless him. Now, the thing, again, that does worry me, and then we'll move on, is that basically Cameron has left a snail trail from his Petrus all the way leading back to that shed. Now, if you take a quick pit stop in the garage, you are going to find boatloads, literal, of evidence that would finger me for the crime just based on DNA, DNA supplies that have been splattered all over that garage over the course of several years of friendship with Doug Jordan. Yeah. Well, it's funny you mention that because I'm pretty sure Regan Cameron tried to do that to me the other night, too. What do you mean? Well, he was, I'm pretty sure he was trying to, well, it seemed like he was trying to freaking finger me. This just keeps getting stickier and deeper and grosser. Yep. There's Regan. Yep. Jesus always. That was an easy one to avoid, though. I said, I think, I think. I think it's time to. I said, I think I'm going to retire back to the freaking garage and then sort of just put pause on that for sure. Now, here's the thing if we can't figure out how to connect this crime to Cameron, though we know he did it, for certain he did something bad. He's got a satchel full of money and a 
pearl-handled, nickel-plated revolver. He committed a crime. Is there some way that we can connect him to another crime equal to the value of the first crime so that, geez Louise, down on my knees, we can get him out of the scenario? Ex facto. Was the first crime that he just has a bag of money and a revolver in the bag? That's the first crime? Or he killed somebody. I mean, we think he killed somebody. We believe it. I believe him. Yeah, but we don't have any evidence. We don't have any proof that he killed somebody, aside from there's a bag of money and a revolver. That's why we need to commit another crime and make it look like Cameron did it. Because you're right. The only problem is we know what he did, but we don't have the evidence. So we just need the evidence. So let's go get a boatload of evidence. Then we can do what the great wise Doug Jordan and all of his freaking eternal wisdom high up on his perch overseeing this whole thing, probably the freaking mastermind, if you ask me, we could appease him with by calling the police the way that you said what you wanted to do all along. But we're not calling the police before we have evidence, because I know there's a boatload of evidence sitting in that garage that fingers all of us. Talking about the DNA on the walls. Oh, dude, all right. All right, I thought for a second I, you were telling me that he freaking, he tried to do it to all of us, and I was going to say, dude, the freaking ways. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, well, let's, um, yeah. Yeah, let's plan that after the show. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking chickens, we've got a great freaking show for you full of freaking our week's news and discussions. If you want to join in, call the conversation, call 513-914-6201. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what you're doing wrong. You might get put on blast, but you also might get a prize or two. Without further freaking ado, our week's news and discussions starts freaking now. Last week, Arnold Schwarzenegger made headlines after news reports circulated that the 74-year-old actor deliberately farted in his co-star's face, according to The Insider. During the filming of supernatural thriller End of Days, Schwarzenegger allegedly farted in co-star Miriam Margolis's face. According to the 81-year-old actress, the incident was no accident. Quote, he was actually quite rude. He farted in my face. Now, I fart, of course. I do. But I don't fart in people's faces. He did it deliberately right in my face. I was playing Satan's sister, and he was killing me. So he had me in a position where I couldn't escape, and I was lying on the floor. And he just farted, Margolis said during an appearance on I've Got News For You podcast. The actress, who is best known for playing Professor Sprout in the Harry Potter movies, said she has not forgiven Schwarzenegger for the Gashes Act. Quote, he is a bit full of himself, and I don't care for him at all. He's a Republican, which I don't like, Margolis said. So, geez Louise down on my knees, guy farts in her face. Absolutely freaking hilarious. Well, yeah, obviously, first and foremost, absolutely hilarious. Yeah. And I, I, I would probably just add on that that's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. I, like I know for a fact, there's some people that freaking, that freaking like that kind of stuff. I mean, freaking Tadier, freaking Richard, could probably freaking attest to that more than I freaking can, but I mean, there's a lot of freaking deviants out there in this world. And um, who's to say freaking Schwarzenegger didn't think this woman is freaking one of them? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, sometimes you get fired in the face, and you just go, you gotta freaking laugh it off. There's next. You gotta suck it up. Yeah. You gotta freaking, you gotta freaking buckle down. And you gotta suck it up. Yeah, that's a good point. Last, not, a lot, not a lot of freaking more to it. No, 
Last week, Russia claimed that they are struggling to win the war with Ukraine due to the experimental mutant troops that Ukraine developed in a secret biolab, according to the Daily Beast. The claim was made by two Russian lawmakers who have spearheaded a commission to investigate, quote, biolaboratories in Ukraine. According to the lawmakers, Konstantin Kosachev and Irina Yorovara, the investigation, which reportedly included the testing of Ukrainian POW's blood, has yielded bombshells findings quote and we see the cruelty and barbarity with which the military personnel of ukraine behave the crimes that they commit against the civilian population those monstrous crimes that they commit against prisoners of war confirm that this system for the control and creation of cruel murder machine was implemented under the management of the united states yaravara told reporters so according to reports this conspiracy theory dates back to the cold war so Jeez Louise, down on my knees. Now, this has been going on for a long time, obviously, since the Great Cold War, Doug Jordan, which started in the freaking 50s. And the Ukrainians have been giving people, making mutant machines. I wouldn't put it past the Russians doing it, too. Who's doing it worse? And who deserves to be punished for doing it so bad? Um... My my freaking thoughts on this are um here here's a freaking thing. Ukraine didn't freaking do a damn thing to make the freaking mutants that they have, other than freaking build a freaking nuclear freaking uh reactor that freaking yep, you can guess it, absolutely freaking completely exploded. Um the, the freaking mutants that they freaking possess are a freaking byproduct of that. Um I would say they're freaking Russians, however, um, and I'm and I hate to freaking harken back to a freaking topic we go back to a lot, but it's a freaking plentiful freaking well. Um, freaking the movie is called freaking Rocky Four, and um, and in it freaking Russia freaking genetically enhances a freaking boxer um, by the name of freaking Ivan freaking Drago, uh, who freaking yep you freaking guess it freaking kills Apollo Creed and 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 freaking kills freaking um, and freaking Bolivar's ex with a robot. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So. A lot of these mutant freaks are probably just decay left over from Grenobles. And then the rest on the Russian side are deliberate, is what Sandy's saying. Yeah, and that may may make them freaking worse. It may make them freaking better. Um, I would probably say that the freaking mutants that freaking Russia has are probably freaking superior than the freaking mutants that freaking Ukraine has. I think those freaking mutants are nearly freaking useless. Yeah. A good point. But they haven't been freaking droves. That's a thing. I mean, they they got freaking quantity over freaking quality for sure. Yeah. Are you saying that because Polly had sex with the Russian troops and he made them robots, so they're part robot? The hell are you freaking talking about? He no. said in Rocky Four. That's had a freaking with- movie, Doug. I mean, that is a freaking that is a freaking fictional freaking film. Except the part about having sex with robots that actually yeah, happened. Based on freaking, yeah. based on true events, but it, but they freaking they already freaking killed all of them. They had to. It was a freaking abomination on freaking the, on freaking Christ. They had to freaking they had to freaking put them all in a freaking field and freaking torch them with a freaking flamethrower. Jesus Louise. In the name of Christ. And the the thing is, they had just been they had just become sentient, sentient Doug Jordan, and the, the mechanism that made them feel pain had just been uploaded into their mainframe. So it was a terrible situation. And, and since, it had, since it had just been freaking uploaded to um, freaking scientists say that they may, they probably felt freaking way more freaking pain than any freaking human has ever been capable of freaking feeling. Yeah. So. I'm a little concerned because I'm pretty sure, Sandy, one night you got drunk and all this talk about bio laboratories and freaking uploading pain into mainframes. 
I tell you, you got drunk one day and told me about a friggin' new plot for for biohacker. Yeah, this is the plot for friggin' biohacker for biolab. Um, and I mean, this is. Uh, this is just, I mean, I, I, you hate to see when somebody freaking rips you off, but you can't freaking get mad at somebody for, for knowing a freaking good idea when they're freaking smacked in the face with it. And sometimes they say art imitates life. It also goes both ways. Life imitates art sometimes. That's a freaking line from the freaking screenplay, actually. Right before they have to freaking kill all the freaking robot freaking babies that freaking Polly had freaking, that freaking Polly created by having sex with the robot. And they yeah. have to torch them. That's, a, that's a, one of the best freaking scenes in the movie. Yeah, one of the really funniest scenes as well. Biohacker Four is just Rocky Four. No, it's part of it. Well, I mean, well, there's well, there's a freaking cross-dimensional freaking rift. So they share a lot of freaking plot points and freaking characters. Um, and you find out that a lot of the events of Rocky Four actually were freaking um, were actually sort of um, uh, facilitated by the freaking characters of freaking Biohacker. It's a it's it's more of a it's, it's more of a. Um, a Last week, SNL alum Kate McKinnon said she exited the show because her, quote, body was tired, according to Variety. In the Tell All Live with Kelly and Ryan interview, McKinnon broke her silence on her departure from the Variety show. Quote, I thought about it for a very long time, and it was very, very hard. All I ever wanted to do in my whole life was be on Saturday Night Live. So I did, and I loved it. I had the best decade, and then I was like, my body was tired, and I I felt like it was my time, McKinnon said. McKinnon then went on to explain that she was unsure if she would continue to watch the show in the future. Quote, I don't know what I will do. I don't know that I can watch the show yet because it's too emo because I miss everyone so much. It's my family, she said. Quote, it's too emo, so I think I'm going to take The Bachelorette and watch it. So, this is a great story. Old as time. Much like Pisiphus pushing that great stone up the mountain. A physically demanding, exhausting, repetitious job. Thankless. And yet, that stone must be continuously pushed. Saturday Night Live. A great load on this country. It takes great courage and physical strength. I asked Doug Jordan, what other physically exhausting jobs are there? Garbage man. Yeah, well, that's true. I was a garbage man for quite some time, actually, and it was physically demanding and disgusting, too. And I want to say, for just for... Full disclosure, I did get let go after a explosion after we were trying to release a bubble of methane gas deep below the trash heap. I did not go out on the trucks. I stayed at the dump. So, but yes. Yeah. What other physical demanding jobs are there that maybe rank against something as tiresome as Saturday Night Live? Webcam prostitute. Yeah, well, I know that's kind of show business too, but I feel like they're different enough. Yeah, I guess Saturday Night Live is the most exhausting of all of them. I don't know. I thought uh, firefighters, 
Well, I would say a freaking firefighter is probably up. Yeah, but they get to sleep, Sandy Fargas. That's freaking true. Yeah, they basically, the thing about firefighters, which is nice, is they live at their freaking firehouses, and they give them beds, and freaking, there's a freaking kitchen, they usually have a freaking dog. Um, chef, yeah. Is, you have firefighters, have firehouse chef. chef. Yeah. Um, I, think, I guess that one, yeah, that one actually, usually when you freaking see a movie about firefighters, you go, this looks pretty freaking nice. Yeah. yeah. Now, I do feel for those that were involved in 9-11, and I know that we mention this from time to time, but it is always on my mind. The great 9-11, the day the planes flew into towers one and two of the World Trade Centers was a great tragedy and a blight upon this nation and a great offense on this nation. And those of us that witnessed it had many emotions, fear, anger, unbearable grief. And at times, that grief became vengeful and rageful. And a lot of people out there blamed Afghanistan. And they said, I want to go marching into Afghanistan and get them back for what they did. But I never did. I blamed England. Because they're five hours ahead of time of us and they could have told us it was going to happen. And they did nothing. I, I blame the freaking pilots. What were you freaking... I mean, how, do, do you, you think that they freaking... You think some of them would, would need to go to freaking pilot freaking school. But... One wrong freaking turn in you. I mean, Jesus, Louise, how hard could it freaking be? Yeah, that's a good point. I just don't know why they didn't warn us. Well, I mean, it happened at the same time. The time difference is just like it was still happening at the exact same time, so they they didn't know it was happening. And the pilots weren't the ones flying the planes. The pilot, what? Wait a minute. What the hell are you freaking talking about? That's who flies a plane. Yeah, no, the, they were friggin' hijacked. Yeah, by friggin', my friggin' pilots nonetheless, though. I mean, they were friggin' pilots. The moment you friggin' yeah, hop in the cockpit and start friggin' flying a plane, you become a friggin' pilot. Yeah, I've no. seen the movie Turbulence. I can verify. No, someone, someone else took control of the plane. Doug Jordan, you're awful quiet. Yeah, somebody else took control of the plane. He's right. See, I knew you were going to do this because Doug Jordan actually started filling my head with all this conspiracy stuff about 9-11. He'll never talk about it on the air, and I was trying to get him to say something. Yeah, what was the name of that freaking that freaking movie that you sat me down and made me watch freaking 10 cents? Lose Change? Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers for this has been another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Week in Review. We love you so very freaking much. We're so freaking hot and for you stay safe out there and we'll see you freaking next week doug jordan i am i would like to have a word with you after the show this is after the show there is no way that you should have the right to sit me around a campfire full my head filled with facts about tower number eight and geez louise the way that the buildings blew up seemed like Controlled demolition. And the missing, the missing freaking frames from the freaking Pentagon. I mean, Doug, this is. I mean, we we have tried to get you to freaking talk about this on there. Now what you now what you've done is you've made us sound like freaking drag dragasses because we were freaking baiting you. I remember one time you talked about the 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 temperature that jet fuel burns at and how it couldn't me- melt steel and how oh, they possibly couldn't incinerate an entire freaking plane.
been a production of Our Week Studios. W-A-Y-O-L-P Rochester.